The following is a presentation of the Wide Open Mic Podcast Network. For information on this and other podcasts, please go to www.wideopenmic.net. Two players, two sides. Do you have any idea how badly I want to kill you? One is light. Hey, damn it, run! One is dark. We're the good guys, Michael. Son of a bitch. Don't ever tell me what I can't do, ever! Dude? You all, everybody? Let's go, friends. You all, everybody? You all, everybody? Acting like it's stupid people when expensive clothes. I love you, Benny, but if we can't live together... Nice, as friends. I've always loved you. We're gonna die alone. Don't you leave me. I'm so sorry. Guys, we have to go back, Kate. I love you. We have to go back! Hey, everyone! We are back! Episode 2, Season 2. Man, we are flying by. I'm so excited. This is Gunner. I never introduced myself. Today I'm doing it. It's a two for Tuesday here, and it's not even Tuesday. But we're on Episode 2, Season 2. So there I am. Uh, I'm not alone, though, with me. (laughs) The great Fuge. What's happening, buddy? Dave Daz. Happy Monday, all. Jess. Hey, what's up? And our 40-ish-year-old virgin himself, Keith. Howdy doody. How you liking it, Keith? Um, My wife and I were both saying, man, it just really sucks that we can't keep watching these episodes because <laughs> we want to keep... It's totally binge-worthy now. Awesome. Yeah, man, it's starting to get good. It's starting to get good. We're... We're finally never mind, shut up, Connor. Um, my wife was down here one day when we were recording, and uh, she's like, "You're giving away way too much." And I'm like, "Well, I'm not really? trying to." I'm like, "I don't think I am." So, well, hey, that means she's listening to the show. No, she's probably sitting upstairs working on a puzzle, but she says that the vent right up here it feeds right up to right where matter. she's doing she- it. She heard it and made a commentary. She listened to your show. Well, she listened to me. So sorry. <laughs> sorry, hon. Enjoy your puzzle. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. So we are back. Like I said, season two, episode two, Adrift. Let's just get in the deets and jump right into this. This aired September 28th, one week after the season premiere. Um, and it was directed by Stephen Williams, which was his third. His other two were Jack-centric episodes. Um, written by Leonard Dick, his third. And Stephen Maida. Jess, do you know much about Stephen Maida? Uh, I don't think I know anything about Stephen Maida. All right. Well, it's a good thing I did a little research on him. So Maida was the supervising producer for uh, CSI Miami. And he'd work as a writer on X-Files and Harsh Realm. And uh, in an interview with uh, Damon Lindelof, he was quoted talking about uh, Maida saying, those shows do such huge numbers. Um, I don't look at them as a gamble. They're like married guys. Every studio wanted him. And I'm sure it must have been a huge decision to leave the shows, but they got him. So he was a big get. All the network shows were trying to get Maida and Lindelof won him over, and he left CSI Miami to come to Lost, and this was his first venture into the series, so good for him. Uh, so as far as the cast goes, um, the following actors were actually billed in this episode but did not appear. Uh, Navin Anders, Maggie Grace, how sad, uh, Yoon Jim Kim, and someone that we'll talk about at a later date, Um the guest stars in this episode were Adewale. I just call him Adewale. Jesse, you know how to pronounce his last name? Adewale Akinoya Baje. All right. As Mr. <laughs> Echo, uh, Henry and Cusack, of course, as Desmond. Uh, Tamara Taylor as Susan Lloyd, of course, Walt's mom. And the great Saul Rubinick as Clark Finney. Uh, there were no co-stars in this episode. Um, uncredited, just one person, Jeanette Arnett, great name. Uh, she played Lizzie Calloway, who was Susan's lawyer. And the first time she was mentioned by name 
was the Lost Encyclopedia. So that's why I put her in. She was uncredited um, until the Lost Encyclopedia. So Wait, her lawyer was uncredited. She had a, like a big speaking role. Yeah, yeah. uncredited. Like wow. not to jump ahead, but like she was like a huge. Yeah. Are we allowed to say that word now? <laughs> I, it was a it was an homage to you, Keith. So I'm allowed Thank to you. use it in in you know, homage. I wasn't looking forward to editing this show much, but that's okay. he's not referencing himself. His own thoughts. <laughs> yeah, it was exactly. He's more commenting on you. So really, Keith, that that's your fault. So any hate mail for can that can go to Keith. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So this uh, is a Michael Michael centric episode. I find it. Oof. I find it interesting that the second episode of the season is Michael centric. I kind of always look at Michael, at least in the first season, as kind of a minor character. Um, he really, I mean, there were characters that had two, three centric episodes before Michael, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah. And so the- now he's bam, he's uh, he's elevated himself to mainline status. Do you think that this is uh, an indication, Jess, of him becoming a more relevant character, or is it just it fit the story? I think it fit the story, but um, or I don't know. Do you know? Do you know the behind the scenes of this episode, like uh, the major uh, issue with it? I didn't. Sure, please. So this was originally conceived as a Sawyer episode. Oh, really? And they shot a backstory and everything, and it and it didn't work, and they scrapped it, and like it, it then they kind of switched it over to Michael, and uh, and did that. So this is the only time that they they shot footage for a, a story that they scrapped completely. Nah, I, uh, going I wanna, forward, I want to see the Sawyer episode. Was that footage recycled for a later episode, or is it released on a DVD or something? Not the footage, but like elements of it was because they cast uh, Jolene Blaylock as like kind of like the it was like a, I think it was a Tampa job, which you hear about from time to time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Kevin Dunn, he was also in it. But all the like without the actress, uh, Kevin Dunn shows up in a later episode. Uh, so I think they kind of just pulled elements and like repurposed it later on. But uh, for whatever reason, uh, the whole of it did not work. So I got two two comments on that. Uh, number one, that's why Jesse's on this podcast. <laughs> awesome, awesome poll, Jess. Um, and two, that answers my question 100%. So yes, it seemed weird that Michael was getting a centric episode when you would think it would be Locker, Sawyer, or Kate in the number two spot. Um Wow, good. I didn't. I know. How did I not know that, Jess? I don't so know. That's really disappointing. I was really, really hoping that it was. Um, you know, these shows have a, ch- a tendency to uh, build up a bunch of pathos before killing off a character. And I was just really hoping that the end of this episode, or the beginning <laughs> of the next one, was going to be like Walter Michael just up on a cross, fucking disemboweled for how much <laughs> pathos we got in this episode. Well, I mean, it didn't really end with them in a good spot, and we still don't know where Walt is. I suppose that's true. The best might be yet to come. Yeah. So let's uh, dig in. This covers day 44 and the beginning of day 45 on the island. So uh, the episode opens with Michael and Sawyer and Jin in the water. I heard Jin. Did anyone else hear Jin? No. Yeah, I heard him in the background. In like the beginning. I just heard him like calling out Michael and Sawyer. Um, okay, good. I didn't think I was crazy. Uh, Michael is calling for Walt. Sawyer seems to be okay after getting shot. Again, we're going to start this with Keith. Keith gets to hard-hitting questions. Um, what's going on with Walt? And and maybe, I, 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 I don't know if, if your thought at this point in the show changed to what you think now, but... Um, at this point, and if it's if it's if it's different, what's going on with Walt right now? Well, what do you mean? What's going on? You mean like are they who um, took Walt? They, well, obviously the people, the others from the um, island. And so, why? Um, why I don't know. I mean, either go back to the eating babies and children or, or tasty. That's one option. <laughs> that's no um, piercer. That's a different. That's something. Else. Yeah, I don't know. It could be anything from a sacrifice to the island or. 
you know they sacrifice to the island yeah. i like yeah. that okay, no. if it's a sac if it's a sacrifice to the island why walt because he's a child and maybe it has to be maybe it has to be under a certain age male virgin maybe i mean hurley was too hard to capture they got to sacrifice (laughs) virgins to the volcanoes maybe they just figured children are the easier way to go faith faith she is a a wonderful beautiful flower i've really got nothing though that's that's the only (laughs) thing i can grasp at now do you think it has anything to do with him being special Special as in, uh, well, he like made a freaking polar to, bear appear on that island. That's what I'm saying. As, as has been having some type of secret powers, yeah. um, possibly maybe they just, uh, maybe they had a premonition that there was going to be someone special come in the island and they know that's him. Well, so, we also don't know how long Ethan was with them. So maybe Ethan went back and, and, and honestly, I don't know the answer to this. I'm speculating as, as well as you are, but. Maybe Ethan went back and told him how Walt made the polar bear appear. So is the polar bear a special thing or is it just a trope at this point? Because didn't Walt, um, didn't Michael give him a polar bear, a stuffed polar bear? That, that happens yes. later in this episode, yeah, which we'll talk about it. that later. But yeah. Okay. okay. All right. So you going to refresh me how like connected dots on him creating the polar bear. when? Uh, well, he was reading a Spanish comic book book with the polar bear on the cover and all of a sudden a polar bear appeared on this island. That's interesting. It's suggested. Well, we don't know. We don't know if that polar bear has anything to do with Walt, but we're speculating how else would a polar bear get on that island. And we know that he did something similar with that bird um, in his first episode. it's all happenstance. (laughs) That 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 could also be true. Yes, that's possible, but it's not suggested that that's the case. Typically with this show, there's a reason they have all this crazy stuff happen. I'm a fan of happenstance. (laughs) And that's why you didn't like this show towards the end. (laughs) 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 All right. So then after seeing, uh, after we see uh, Locke going into the hatch, we go back to Sawyer doing CPR, punching Michael in the chest. Why does everyone think that punching someone back to life is like the go-to move? Yeah, I mean that's that's my my question. We have to realize too that he he gotten shot in the shoulder, so he couldn't do compressions probably properly. So that's probably all he could do. But we also see Charlie getting brought back to life, being punched in the chest. Jesse, is this like a safe way that that, are they (laughs) telling us punching is an acceptable form of CPR? I I don't think so. The answer is like honestly. Very acceptable. That's a very acceptable answer. His other shoulder was fucked up. Couldn't do proper compressions. Wild one-handed swings was all he had. I'll I'll buy it. Fucking sold. Done. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. All right. Well, I guess let's just move on because Michael is meeting with the lawyer. Walt's mom is trying to get Michael to relinquish custody of Walt so Brian can adopt him. Uh, the lawyer seems to be trying to talk Mike, Michael's lawyer, which is Sal Rubinick, seems to kind of be be uh, talking Michael out of it for fighting this. Who's great in this episode? He's great in everything. I love Sal Rubinick. I, I just he's just yeah one of the best character actors ever. Yeah, and I just watched not too long ago. Um, what's that? Uh, Brett Ratner uh, Christmas movie with Nick Cage, which has Family Man. Family Man, which has so many strikes against it, except Don Cheadle, and it's such a freaking amazing movie. I love Family Man. What was Family Man? I it's like Don Cheadle. I don't know Family Man. It's it's essentially Nicolas Cage doing uh, "It's a Wonderful Life," where he wakes up married to Taylor. Oh which, God, no! I did see that. I well, I think Don Cheadle's like his his guardian his, angel or whatever, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, God, that film was an abomination. I did see that. Just Family Man. Yay or nay? Love the trailer. One of the greatest trailers of all time. Said that U2 song. How many times did you and I watch that freaking trailer? I've probably seen the trailer more than the movie. In fact, sometimes I just put on the trailer and move on. It is an amazing trailer. Well, it certainly saves you a lot of time. (laughs) (laughs) I do like Family Man. I think it's a good movie. Oh, that was a well. I'm also, you know, Jewish, so that just Christmas movie in general are a rough go. And is it one. a Christmas movie though? Or I mean, I, I, I guess I would kind of consider Christmas movie, but 
it, it's got enough Christmas in it to me to, to give it another strike. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right we'll yeah. I'm not. I'm not Jewish, and I hate Christmas movies. So uh, right. it's just rough. I knew there's a reason we got along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So Daz, I got a question for you. So as a lawyer, when we're talking about uh, uh, Clark Finney, Saul Rubinek's character, is he a shitty lawyer? Or is it in Michael's best interest to give up his parental rights? What are, what's your thoughts as an actual lawyer? I, I don't practice this kind of law. You know, I think the people who do practice this kind of law are much, you have to have a window into this, the, the emotional stakes. That's why family law is so challenging. Some people just refuse to even touch it. I think it would be actually something interesting to pursue because I actually do kind of like, you know, I'm comfortable in emotional situations, I guess. But I don't think he's a shitty lawyer, per se. But um, I don't agree with his advice. I'll tell you that. I don't think that he's shitty for advising that, but I don't agree with it. I would say, no, you've got to fight this and you've got to negotiate and we got to fix this. I mean, this is, I think what she's trying to do is crazy. And I would, I would be, you know, trying to talk this guy probably into uh, preserving well, well, his well, hold rights. on. Why, why is what she's trying to do crazy? She's just a baby mama. She's not involved with this guy at all. She's off to go live some fabulous life. She's highly successful. She wants to take the kid with her. And he's been a mostly absentee dad. If I'm her lawyer, then yeah, of course, I'm adopting that position. But if I'm his lawyer... I'm going to be cautious about him relinquishing his rights because that's something you cannot undo. Yeah. But at the same time, I think that you see talk about the emotional window. I see that lawyer looking at this and going, yeah, you're clinging on to this as hard as you are to try and save this. You know, he, he doesn't want to let go of the kid because as soon as he does, his relationship with this woman is gone. You think that's what it is? Yeah, I absolutely do. And he's desperately clinging. What is, what's her name? Susan, right? Yeah. He's desperately clinging to his relationship with Susan. And, you know, if he stops her from leaving the city with her fabulous new boyfriend and going off to a new life in Rome, maybe they'll fight and split up and he can win her back and have his family back with his son and, and, and Susan again. You know, that's what it seems like to me. And the lawyer's looking at this going like, bro. She is super moved on. Like, you're not getting her back. Like, it's probably in your best interest to just sign this away and, like, move on with your life. Do you think the lawyer feels like he's got no chance to win? No, he'll fight it. He might even win. Yeah, it's a bad I, idea. I think he was. All, I Well, I agree with Future in that the lawyer, I thought, was giving genuine advice. Like, he looked at the situation kind of evaluated and was like you know maybe just leave it well enough i don't know we leave well like, enough, not, like enough dude alone. you're not like a super involved parent you haven't thought to be part of his life right. like dude just walk away like be done like the, the that, whole yeah but he's my son like it's such a bullshit line like yeah he's your son as soon as he's about to be gone for forever but up until this point he was relatively inconsequential like, fuck off. Just sign the papers. Move on with your life. Jesse, Keith, you got anything to add? I thought it was from a financial point of view because he just really doesn't have anything. So to, to go into this battle with, with uh, you know, the money on the other side, I just think that he would not be able to fight this uh, fight. Oh, that's, so that's, that's just like an additional yeah. logical layer of why you yeah. shouldn't pursue it. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, as as a dad who has been divorced and also fought for custody of my son and won, um, I have a different perspective on it a little bit. However, I can understand, I think in the show, I think Jesse's right. It was more from a financial, hey, are you sure that you can handle this? Because it's not going to be cheap. I didn't think he said it doesn't make sense. It's just, it's just not going to be cheap, right? Is this something you want to go through? And usually the one that has more money is able to have a lawyer that can, I don't know provide a a winning outcome not that he wouldn't be able to but it's just an uphill battle however why he was trying to fight it um i can totally understand because as as much as i think he wants to get back in a relationship as as future was saying i still think that 
once he saw his son leave there, the uh, ability for him to have a relationship was going to be like, Hey, I'll see you when you're 18 and you're an adult. It's like, he's a child now. Right. So he wants to take that opportunity that if there is a possibility to repair that relationship, but, now it's the time to do it. But Keith, I, I guess, and you can not answer if it's, if it's too personal, because obviously this is it. But, but so when you were going through, through your battle for custody, Obviously, I have a few, I, I know you a little bit. I feel like you were pretty involved in those children's lives before that. Oh, and, absolutely. And the entire time. Up, yes. Right. Yes. So you didn't spend zero time with them, like not even know what fucking foods they ate and then just suddenly show up and go, <laughs> you want to know what? They can't go have their fantastic new life because suddenly I feel like I need to be involved. But do we know like, why he wasn't involved? Because me and my wife were asking like, that. Off- doing other shit wasn't well he also he got in that car accident i'm sure that didn't yeah, help he was busy like being hit by a car uh, i thought was, mom didn't want him involved either not really because he like you know didn't have a shit but i also feel like he's using um he's using his suddenness as an excuse to not be successful oh that's yeah, a good he, call yeah he's, but he's, it, so, oh i can't work on my art because i have to give up my art in order to you know take care of my son it just seems like everything's a very convenient excuse for him to not like do the thing that he says he actually wants to do. Well, I get all that. But if, if he generally, I mean, if all those reasons are right and he wasn't a fit to be a parent at that time, is it right for anyone to say, all right, no matter what you feel now, you're not allowed to go down that path because of what you've done in the past? Uh, no, but I think it's wildly unfair to not allow the child's mother to to take him on this new life you, you can absolutely work to make those you know that repair to the relationship but like on their terms dude you lost your ability to restrict their movement no pun intended what well, no true attention. and he but i'm saying as a father to show he did try granted we see later that he did give away right the rights like, and, you know yeah. he sort of tried i guess i don't know I also like how it, you know, being an artist is if you wanted to follow his child, like that is a, that is a job that you can do basically oh, anywhere. Because, you know, I think. Italy is certainly famous for having no artists yeah. ever come out of the nation. I know. No There's Italian no, artists. Do we know it is, it's painting, no right? Is that community there? Is that what his art is painting? Like, what the fuck? Go to Rome. Because that's probably the most beautiful place in the yeah. world to paint. I mean. <laughs> You can yes. literally be an artist anywhere on the planet. Yeah. Like, I, I, <laughs> so stupid. Uh, I, I agree. I agree. All right. Well, let's go back to the hatch. Uh, we're in the hatch and we see Locke walking around <laughs> looking for Kate. We see some kind of logo for, what was that, Jesse? Drama? Something or other? Uh, I think it's a Dharma. Dharma? It's a, oh, okay. It's pronounced yeah. Dharma. We're talking about the thing on his jacket? Yeah. You, I saw yeah. that logo a couple times. It was on his jacket. It was on the wall. It was on some food. Yeah. So I don't know what that is, but we'll, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> um, Foreshadowing. So uh, John finds Kate and is greeted by a gun drawn. Well, did you notice he took off his shoes? Did he? Lock, as soon as Locke got down the hatch, he took off his boots and, and yeah. put him to the side. Was that like to try and be more safe? I would assume yeah, it would be. Quiet. I didn't notice him doing that, but that would make sense. So Okay, so yeah, it, was just, it was so that he didn't hear the boot the boot print. Okay. I was like, what is this? Like, it was like, a, it John was, Locke is the yeah. fucking most polite housekeeper <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> He's taking off his shoes, walking into the hatch. So when he meets Desmond uh, with his gun drawn... Uh, he asks John if he is him. Keith, who is him? Um, I'm thinking it's maybe somebody he's been communicating with either through um, like a AOL instant chat room like that, or yeah. something. No, not chat room. I mean, did you see the computer? He could oh, barely gotcha. He could probably put a floppy disk in for anything besides. Well, I think <laughs> a floppy chat room. was advanced at that point. That yeah. would be awesome if they had an AOL chat room. It's like Mr. Others. <laughs> But it's that, apparently that somebody real to real. Yeah, it's <laughs> apparently somebody that he's waiting for, and he had a code word. And whether it's somebody that he was waiting for before the shit went down, which I've got a, another speculation now on what that is. But it, it's either somebody he's been waiting for or communicating with, and he was expecting them to come rescue him. You want to uh, start share that theory now or later? 
when it comes up. I, I, it, it, it doesn't matter. We can bring it up later. So. Okay, that's fine. We'll be able to make sure you bring it up. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just um, basically, hey, what's he? Uh, remind me, but it's, it's, it's why is he down there and and what? what gotcha. Happened? Okay, great, great. All right, so back to Sawyer and Michael. Sawyer is now oh, calling John Locke. Absolutely, the right move. Just yes, yes, I am. <laughs> but I learned like. Right. I learned that from Ghostbusters. Like, if someone asks if you're a god, you say yes. yes. (laughs) We need more Ghostbuster quotings on the show. Yeah, you are. And he's like, yeah, here I am. Well, to be truthful, (laughs) here I am. John Locke thought that he he thinks that he is, you know, the one in the island. Like, he is with the island. So when they say, are you the man? He's like, yeah, I am. Because, you know, that's what I thought. That's what I I read from it, too, is because. What he interpreted is like, are you the the one, the 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 chosen one? And he's like, yeah, that's me. I am him. Oh, I I just assumed it was quick thinking. Like, yeah, tell this guy what. Like, it was a 50-50 shot if being the one was good or bad. And <laughs> yeah, you know, he gambled. Right. He gambled. Like, right. being the one could have immediately been a bullet in the brain. But it, you know, it worked out good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are you the guy that was supposed to shoot in the head? Yes. Are you the one yes, that like locked us in here with this disease? He's like, yes, yes, I'm like, bam, <laughs> asshole. Are you the one that raped my sister? Yes, <laughs> yeah, <man>. yes, I am. <laughs> All right. All right. So back to Michael and Sawyer. Sawyer is now calling for Jen. Michael starts blaming Sawyer for Walt being kidnapped. Let's let's just break this down, guys. I don't care who answers this. Is it Sawyer's fault or is this Michael's just being an ass? Well, why um, is Sawyer's fault? Well, he did grab the. He did make him shoot the flare gun. Okay. They okay. Who does it that. shoot that was, the flare gun in that situation? That was a group decision. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah but but it's the right decision. It's the right. You're you're out in the middle of the fucking ocean, and you may not see another boat ever. Okay. You uh, you hear a boat. Well, the whole thing was they didn't. No, the whole thing was they didn't know. No, the the debate wasn't even should they fire it because they know it's a boat. The debate was is it a boat? And they were fighting about whether they thought it was like driftwood or some other bullshit. If they knew it was a boat, they were about hundred percent firing it no matter what. They didn't know there was like rapey pirates out there. <laughs> right. It was it was a don't waste the flare argument. Yeah, that's what it was. If if like knowing it was a boat. They all 100% were on board. So, like, okay, that's a good that, point. It, it, t- but I think you can blame the victim. Like, you still have to shoot the flare because yeah. what else could it be? Yeah, I, don't know, I agree. Whale, some, something, I, it could be, bro. I don't know I'm if just, a whale would pick up, you know, I don't know, maybe. I, I don't it's know, man. Possible. It's fucking Mystery Island. It could be <laughs> There's a polar bear on the island. <laughs> Well, and then all of a sudden, if if th- stuff doesn't get any worse, a freaking shark shows up. Well, I was just going to say, oh, which that leads me into my next point, which was really, really funny because Sawyer's like, oh, thank God, it's just a shark. Yeah. So Michael and <laughs> Sawyer are bickering. Sawyer ends up losing all the bullets in the gun. Uh, Why do you take out a check one of them? Why do you empty all of them? Which more on that in a second. But then Sawyer swims to a different piece of wood. And points out that he was trying to save Walt. So, Jesse, let me ask you, or let me give you a shot right now. Who was right here? Was Sawyer trying to save Walt or his own skin? Because that's what uh, Michael accused him of. I'm uh, I'm already seeing, I think the transformation to hero has already occurred for Sawyer. I think Sawyer was trying to save the boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, are they mutually exclusive? Do they have exactly to like you can do both? And I don't assign any blame to anyone on the raft, like for what they yeah. did. Uh, well, the, so the, the fault of this is the rapey pirates, not yeah, yeah. for shooting a flare. Like, come on, like come exactly. On. All right, Keith. Yeah. Well, let me, as you as our resident Sawyer hater, do you agree with Jesse? Um, yes, I do. Yeah. Are we winning you over to our team? I, I started liking Sawyer last year, so yeah. Okay, sweet. Yeah, what I like, I like to hear that. I like to hear it. All right, so let's go back to Michael and Susan fighting for Walt with the lawyers. Susan's lawyer points out that Michael doesn't know anything about Walt. Daz, back to you as our expert here. If Michael hired you, how would how would you handle Michael's defense here? 
Oh, that's a great question. That is a great question. Okay, what happened? Why did Michael fuck this depot up so bad? Because he wasn't, he was not prepared. They did mm. not do a critical role play. Mm. Now, a role play isn't, you know, I mean, you're not feeding lines, okay? That's inappropriate. You know, you don't want to do that. But anything that is true is fair game. And a lot of times witnesses have a hard time, you know, talking about these difficult things. So you've got to practice it. You got to practice talking about the difficult um, questions, the difficult issues, and if you do that well, then Michael's empowered. He goes in there. He's like, "I know what you're going to. I know all your tricks. I've role played all this. I've thought this through, and I I can give a smart, honest answer that I that I feel comfortable with." He's not taken, you know, advantage of. He's not. He's not. You know. Um, I don't he know. He's not get, manipulating. He he's not manipulating a puppet on a string by this 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 lawyer. And this lawyer, that's that's how you know you know you're doing a good job when you get this kind of un, unscripted emotional response. That's oh, where, you're like, saying that as a lawyer, pounding on the table and foaming at the mouth is is a bad defense. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I think. Uh, it, it, it can be, I guess it could be good if it's, if you've got something good to say, you know, it all depends on what are you saying? But my, what Michael was saying was, you know, not really Michael helping him at all. barely form words. He was, he was just, you know, he yeah, he was floundering he was is what he was Totally doing. floundering. Yeah. He was totally floundering. He, he, he looked pitiful. And you would think if, if you were watching this, you know, you'd be like, oh, I don't want that Why guy would his lawyers involved. let him take the bait like that though? The lawyer at that point, what is what can he do? He's already messed it up by by. by uh, dude, at that point, you just kick him in the shins and be like, "Shut up!" So back to our first question, then, Daz, is Saul Rubinek a shitty lawyer? He's I, I mean, a good I, lawyer. <laughs> he's not a great lawyer. This this he did poorly. This he did really poorly. That was his pro- That was his fault. Das, can he call like a five minute recess to like calm his man down a bit? No, like he can't. He can't. He can't. Okay. So you can't be like time out like in baseball and have a conversation at the mound. You get one mound visit before you have to replace him. <laughs> Michael can. Michael can. And and he might force it, but it's not proper. You know, it's something I think you can, you know, what, you, you can try to get sanctions like, for. It's losing their shit that wholeheartedly. You, you can't be like, hey, guys, like we need five minutes to like calm him down. No, I, I've actually done that before. Um, but you know, it, it's, it's, it, 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 you, I guess you have to be really like emotional. And I, I, I would argue Michael was being pretty emotional. He, he could have, he could have maybe, you know, done something. He was doing I himself probably, no favors, but like they, 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 they just were not in control of this, of this deposition. Like and he should have been pro- so cold hearted. Didn't say a Ooh, word. Yeah. Just watched him murder himself up there. Oh my God, that she devil! <laughs> that, that's why she paid the big bucks, you know. Oh God, good for her though. I, I mean, honestly, like she was off to her fantastic new life. That that guy, that man was an albatross around her neck. Like, good good for her. She did the right thing. Yeah, and I think her lawyer was really good. You know, you might yeah, call break, her break a the bitch cycle or, exactly. You know? Yeah, you, you can call you can call her all kinds of things, but you know, she did a good job by getting that that whole thing. Oh no! Yeah. When I said that at the beginning of this episode, I want to be clear that it was entirely complimentary yeah, from a lawyer. Exactly. Like being <laughs> that's you the highest compliment I can give. Like she you know, did a fantastic job, and that's why I hate her. <laughs> Yeah, and the way that it was presented, it's kind of, it was kind of contrived and stuff, but, like, I've seen depots where that kind of stuff happens, you know. It was presented where, as very mean and vindictive, almost. But, it, I mean, yeah, again, that was, like, for the, perform- the show. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's more it's more subtle in real life, and it can be even more, like, I don't know. Emo- yeah, it, it's, like, more sinister because in real life, it's just there's more subtlety and there's more air of politeness. She was, del- she was like, Playing it on thick. She was like, I'm gonna be a oh, fucking she was bitch. Slapping and gonna... across the face with it. And he, he was just eating it up. <laughs> yeah, that was that was bad. Yeah, Damn. so I guess you're right. I you're right, Gunner. He, he he that lawyer wasn't good. You know? 
Well, he was the best that Michael could afford on disability. So, that is you true. Know. That is true. You're right. All right. So then next we see Sawyer actually pull a bullet out of his shoulder. Um, do you guys on, have anything Sawyer. on this or do you want to just go to like one of the best scenes on the show? Uh, I got so Sawyer has been watching too many movies. One, they don't take the bullet out. Ninety nine percent of the time, they just fucking sew it up and leave it in there because as soon as you take it out, you're gonna bleed out and die. It's the only yeah. thing stopping you from bleeding out and die. I know he just like totally fucked up his whole shoulder. Like, what does he fucking do with his hand? Like, like around with his he's hand ripping through salt water. Like, duh. <laughs> And then he's like, and, and, and look, even thing. in the movies, they do it with forceps and like some alcohol. He's just fishing around there with his goddamn fingers with his saltwater fingers. Wild. Yeah. And he pulls I, out like the whole bullet. Like, no, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> I did want to say in this scene, um, the shark, um, when it was coming around, uh, when they first noticed and they said, oh, look, there's a shark. My first thought was it was um, it was uh, gin. Because we didn't know where I didn't remember where Jin went. I thought maybe he fell in the water. So you think Jin shape shifted into a shark? No, 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 no. I just thought he was in the water, and they thought it was. Oh, oh, oh! I was was like, now that would have sucked later on when he finally shoots the sharks. Like, oh, that's yes. Jin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, they killed Jin. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on because this Aquaman powers and you murdered him. <laughs> I love this next scene. One of my favorites. Uh, so Locke tells Desmond that he is him. Uh, the logo on Desmond's jumpsuit, uh, that same logo we see on Desmond's jumpsuit that we saw earlier. Uh, he asks about Kate and Locke. She says she's with them. Of course, Desmond gives Locke a riddle that he can't answer. Um, and Desmond knows he's not him. So they tell him they're in the plane crash. Desmond tells Kate uh, to tie up John, which he then kind of explains that oh, you should tie up her. Um, and then, of course, he explains that he works at a visa collector at a box factory. And Desmond calls John Boxman. Does Sawyer have competition now for the new nickname, King? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's got a lot of catch up to do, but it's a strong start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Sawyer's always going to win because he only calls people brother. That is true. There was, there was something that Sawyer called Mike on the raft and it made me laugh, but I can't remember what it was. Bluebeard. What was it? Bluebeard. Hoss. Oh, no. yeah. He I calls remember. everyone Hoss, but Bluebeard, I think that's. Bluebeard. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. All right, so next we go back to John and Hurley talking, and it's essentially the scene from the last episode uh, when Jack takes off. We cut over to Claire and Charlie, and uh, Charlie's talking, and she kind of criticizes Charlie for trying to be funny instead of answering her questions. So, Jesse, isn't Charlie funny? I mean, come uh, on. Absolutely not. You love Charlie. <laughs> Was this no, scene no. like literally just to give them some screen time? I mean, I think yes. so. But then she finds the Virgin Mary statue. He tells her to be careful. He isn't religious, but it might come in handy. So, Fuchs, let me ask you a question. How would you react if you were an addict and literally had a lifetime supply of heroin with nothing better to do in your life? Well, I think you really have to, you phrase that question very awkwardly because uh, lifetime supply and heroin can really range very, very wide. Well, exactly. I mean, I if you had nothing better to do with your life and as much heroin as in the one stat in the one statue, I mean, you're not going to make it to the second one, are you? Uh, probably not. But like, I don't know. Charlie seems like a highly responsible addict surely he'll he'll ration it up no but, but either way like all joking aside like having that much heroin around for all the medical emergencies they've had like genuinely is good to have around like they probably need that as like a, a they were gonna cut off boone's fucking leg with a hatch you don't think a tooted heroin would have helped him get through that a little bit <laughs> oh hell yeah you're totally right about that like, so dude, so Charlie's actually, being selfish. That heroin, like it's not, like it, I know they're phrasing like it's like this dangerous drug thing, but like which it is, I don't. But like, no man, you absolutely need those painkillers. Like, yeah, <laughs> you're right, absolutely. Think so, about how much like misery they could avoid. 
So no is Jesse right? Charlie's a useless character that needs to die. Putting it words in your right mouth, Jesse, but right I don't think you would disagree about, with me, right? It leads up to my thoughts about how or Charlie dying is now he can just OD. There you go. Just, just, just fucking snort his way to infinity and die. <laughs> to I don't think infinity and beyond. Like I know they they made him out of uh, the sea urchins. They made some needles, but that seems pretty complex for Charlie to put together for heroin usage. You can't snort it. You ever seen Pulp Fiction? You can fucking snort heroin. Absolutely. That's how Charlie was doing it. And of course, we know that's because ABC would not allow him to shoot heroin. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Can, you can snort heroin, you can fucking smoke heroin, you can do all sorts of crazy shit. Inject then, then, then I don't understand what happens to um, in Mia Pulp Wallace. Fiction, she does way too much. Got it, got <laughs> and it. And fucking ODs. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's the thing. Like, you got to be careful when you're tooting raw heroin that you don't know the source or potency. Or, yeah, it, had, it hadn't been cut. It hadn't been cut. So, yeah. uh, it was pure. It was that, that freshest of the fresh. It went straight to her brain and just melted through all the layers in between. Good grief. <laughs> all right. Well, back to uh, Michael and Sawyer. Sawyer points, points out that, that their boat must have come from the island. He points out that Rousseau claimed the others were looking for the kid and that uh, maybe they just got the, the wrong kid in mind. They start fighting uh, for their respective pieces of raft. Michael tells him to never say Walt's name. And Sawyer says, what are you going to do? Splash me. And Michael <laughs> splashes him. So Jesse, they argue back and forth. And we ask this question again. Whose fault is this whole thing? Whose fault is this, Jesse? I'm gonna go with Michael because he didn't tie the uh, the bands on the raft like good enough, and so it, it falls apart like it right after a little explosion. I mean, come on. Yeah, just a minor explosion. What? A, what <laughs> yeah. You with uh, also, what a hell of a splash! It destroyed his entire like little raft. Yeah. Yeah, was exactly. that a Maltov cocktail? Yeah. What was that? Um. It looked to me as if it was like uh, it was like a kerosene like thing, and it had like uh, the the it was basically the fuel in it, and they just threw it over there with like a timer or something. Uh, no, it wasn't a timer; it was just like a burning rag, wasn't it? So yeah, it's essentially just a Molotov cocktail. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. So Michael, let's go back to him. He's meeting with Susan alone, no lawyers. Uh, she thinks Michael's gonna win. She wants him to let Walt go because she can give Walt a, a better life. Ah, yeah, I don't know. Do you think it's like she's like, he's not actually going to win, but like it'd be way easier if we just get him to go along with it and tell him we think that he's going to win and to sign it over. All right. Well, let me do this. Everyone not named Daz. Let me ask you guys, what should Michael do? <laughs> what should Michael do? Yeah. What should he do? Should he sign Walt over or should he continue to fight? He should ask for a cash payout for his son. Oh, but that <laughs> makes him an asshole. Makes him a rich now asshole. You're talking. <laughs> yeah, but okay, like, if right, that if that happens, there's no coming back from that. Be like, all right, you and Brian can take my fucking son and go to Rome, but I want ten million dollars cash money right now. So that's what or, you would do. You know, you can pay out out pay it out over however many years since you're gonna go be partner at a firm. Like, I just want ten percent of that. All right, Jesse, what would you do? Yeah, um, I think if he really wants to be a father, he should follow them to Italy. Keith, what about you? What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's another option to be in his life, and that's go follow them. Does as yeah, the non-lawyer in you, what would you do? As the as the one day hopefully parent, what would you do? I, I, I'm I, I'm going to Italy. I think that's a great idea. At least you know, try to figure it out. Um, I wouldn't be giving up on my kid because he's got nothing else in his life. You know, this yeah. is all this. What what's holding him back? His disability, his rehab. Like, okay, wrap that shit up and then go over. So, like, if you do you think he's afraid to fail and he's you know, trying to use Walt as an excuse to not? Put forth the I, I I don't know if it's a fear of failure. That certainly seems like a possibility. But yeah, I think he's using all of these things as an. I don't know if it's fear of failure or fear of success. You know, uh -huh. it, it's hard to 
Because yeah, it could be fair if you know he actually does this and then he succeeds at it, then he has to like keep doing it and keep succeeding at it and prove to himself and everyone else that he actually can do it. Whereas you know if he just keeps having these things in his life, like it's in his mind, he always can be a success because it was just it never happened. I'm a success, but life interfered. Yeah, yeah. He'll he'll probably find better healthcare there as well. You know. Yeah. The, so exactly. all around is better. <laughs> you know. Nice. I don't know. It depends uh, on where in Italy, but uh, uh, either way, like, like you guys said, Italy is a very good option. I think cash payout's a good option. You can always have another kid and be a multimillionaire, like be, be a good kid to be a good dad to that kid. All right. Yeah. All right. Good. So let's go back to the hatch then, Kate. <laughs> I mean, no, I got nothing no else, else to say. S- no one's on the sell your son. Side. No, I think you're a terrible <laughs> person. May God have mercy on your soul. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. So back in the hat, Kate is tied up um, and she gets free. Thanks to the knife that lock sh- uh, slipped her. Did you notice that Keith, that he put the yeah, knife in her pocket? Oh. Shoved it in her pantaloons. <laughs> um, so she, she then is trying to escape and she finds food, the mother load of all food. Um, and before she gets in the vent, she takes candy bars. And she doesn't check the expiration date. <laughs> well, you, at that point, you don't care. So let me ask uh, all you guys. Let me ask all you guys. With all that food there, if you were to grab one thing, is candy bars what you guys would take? What all, what, what are all you oh, guys taking? The peanut. I saw the peanuts. I'm taking the peanuts. Giant jar of olives. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse? I, I want the tub. Bro. I want the tub of ranch. <laughs> oh. Yes, just drink that, like Shut that AT and T commercial with AT or with the yeah. the Comcast commercial where the AT and T guy drinks it. Awesome, oh. Daz. What are you taking? The mayonnaise. Oh, just mayonnaise, like a mayonnaise sandwich. <laughs> it's it's Man- the most nutrient efficient. Oh, just imagine when that thing starts getting hot out on the beach. What you're not understanding is Dust did not want that mayonnaise to eat it. He he was going to fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) It's a a great lubricant. Oh, nice. And topical cream. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just moving on. Body body loading. Oh, God. What? I'm so surprised nobody made the, uh, the, the crates of legumes. Did anyone else notice that? Just super generic, like industrial crates of legumes. It's what it's what Kate stepped up the into the into the into the shaft with. I don't even know what is a legume. Legumes just it's a it's a, a family of vegetables like like peanuts are a legume. Peas oh, are okay, legume. okay. Uh, yeah, it's like a whole just like a family. I'm surprised okay. Feature didn't make fun of the fact that I wanted to take nuts with me. We're waiting. Oh, I, guess. Uh, I was I was gonna let yeah. that one slide. <laughs> <laughs> too easy. All right, so Locke is telling it's, Desmond. It's, it's too easy. <laughs> <laughs> so Locke is telling Desmond about the plane crash, and he says there's 43 survivors, which is true now because Boone is dead. They were at right. 44 survivors. Uh, so Desmond asks how many are sick. The computer starts beeping. Desmond tells John to enter the numbers. Keith. What the F is going on with the computer? What is your thought on this computer with the numbers? Well, it's some type of, uh, I don't know, something doomsday thing that if the numbers don't get put in, then something's going to happen, right? There's some alarm that's going to say, hey, you know, something's going to explode or I don't know what's going to happen, but there's some something that's going to be tripped if the numbers don't get some put in. Some catastrophe of some yeah, kind. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I just thought of something funny. I, I can't say anything. Share it. Share it. No, it involves a naked character in a scene later in the show. I don't know what made me think of it right now. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Jess, right? <laughs> yep. Oh, we'll get to it later. It, I don't know what why that came in my head talking about You're the You're thinking hatch, of something but... exploding. Apparently there's going to be some big boobs later. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> there is nakedness in the scene I'm talking about. So anyway, so Jack shows up with a gun. We see that final scene from last episode, but from Kate's perspective and kind of goes back and forth. Um, and after that scene, we go back to Michael and Sawyer floating on the raft. Um, they see. Hang on, hang on. You're skipping over my favorite scene of the whole. Oh okay. yeah, I was gonna say you're glossing over her crawling through the vents. Yeah, I was gonna say that was the speaking of boob shots. That was the best boob shot of Kate we've had the entire I, I, show. Bro, my note literally says 
finally, they figured out how to frame a shot with Kate. Yes. Like, finally, <laughs> directors figured out how to fucking set this up. It took them over a season, but they learned a lesson. Yes. Finally, they got it. I don't know. It's I, nothing I compared to Kate bathing in the in the pool and or in the in the water in like the second episode. No, no, no. But that but that was like a whole like a like a setup scene. Like that was building her as a character and this no no. This is just general framework that you have to build into your episodes to keep people going. Right. They like, could have had a side shot of her crawling, but no, they wanted a heads on her yeah. stuff oh, yeah, hanging no, down. No, no, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, they did that correctly. Maybe that I disrespect I women more than you guys. <laughs> No, uh, so I respect just... women. I just also respect not being bored as shit watching people call for event. <laughs> she does also almost get shot. Yeah, like right in the face. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been bad. Yeah, that would have been real bad. So, all right, Although maybe I I patch K to be hot. I don't know. That would be. They need more. They need more eye patched people in this show. That that that's that's something this show is lacking. <laughs> an eye patch. I mean, we've gotten almost everything else. Maybe one day. We need more pirate captains. Yes. I mean, why didn't Mister F- that Mister Friendly guy have an eye patch? He looked like he could use an eye patch. Because both his eyes worked. I yeah, don't know, but, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, he would have been five percent more menacing. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> All right. So Michael and Sawyer floating along. They see the big part of the raft, the pontoon part. Uh, Sawyer goes for it, um, gives Michael the gun, and here's my question. So as the shark approaches, Michael wastes all the bullets in the gun. So before I ask you a question, Fuge, about whether or not it was a good use of the rest of their bullets shooting at the shark, didn't Sawyer spill the bullets out of the gun? Yeah, I thought he spilled, like, all the bullets. Yeah, did he so to save like two or three, or did he not empty? That's all what of them? I'm asking. I just realized that when we were got to that part in the um, notes. Maybe, maybe he didn't empty all of them. It looked like he emptied. I don't know. I wasn't counting. I wasn't paying that close of attention. But he did throw them all in the ocean like a fucking idiot. Like, so since half the bullets, we could just say half went in the ocean. Future, was this a good use of the rest of the bullets? Shooting a shark? I don't think one bullet would stop a shark from a little handgun. And I think only one of them hit. Not, right. not in the back. Honestly, I was going to laugh when he shot Sawyer. <laughs> or Jin <laughs> is. Or just accidentally just shot Sawyer in the back. Because I don't know that Michael's a good shot. My problem with this scene was... You see as he's swimming, it looked, I don't know, what, like three, 400, 500 feet away, or I don't know. I'm, I'm not good with distance, but it looked like a really far away because it was enough. They had it swim. The shark was going to come up. He shoots oh, a shark. Like 500 feet. It was probably like, what, like 20, 30 yards? Right. But it was, it was far enough that it was not. He had to swim to it. He shoots the yeah. shark. And then next thing I know, he when Sawyer disappears and he's yelling his name, and then Sawyer pops up. He's magically right next to the pontoon, and I'm like, I ah. think that was just saving us time of yeah. Watching. But that was a that was a little TV. Um, yeah, yeah. But Magic. I was just like, come on, I'm not buying that. <laughs> they just pops up right on the thing. I don't yeah. Know. All right. So back to New York. The final scene in New York. Michael sees Walt. He gives him a stuffed polar bear. So Keith, uh, before we get more into this. Does this toy have anything to do with the polar bear in the island? Did Walt make the polar bear because of this doll, or is that just a coincidence? At this point, it's a coincidence, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was something with it. So, Well, did he also write the Spanish comic book that had the polar bear in it? That, or, well, didn't we find out that was Hurley's comic book? Yeah, it was Hurley's. So That's what I'm saying. Like, we can't, all the polar bears can't be related. Well, there's just a lot, a lot. Are you, so you're going back to your happen stance. Is that what you want? Happen stance. <laughs> it's all fucking happen stance. So I didn't write this in my notes, but what, does Michael even, I mean, we know he doesn't really know Walt. Does he have any relationship with Walt? Like, has he ever, it doesn't even seem like. No, Walt like, knows he who he never is. Spoken to him, he like showed up one day, picked him up out of his home, stole a dog, and they hit the road. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, Attack of the Clones when Anakin just stole C three PO from Owen Lars. Just stole him. No, no. If 
if we find out later that Walt is responsible for the uh, Coca-Cola polar bears, then we'll know there's something up. (laughs) The bear things. Yeah. All right. So finally, final scene of the episode. Um, We go back to the raft. It's It's the morning now. And Michael actually admits he blames himself for bringing Walt on the raft. He's kind of looks like he's going through some crap. Uh, she just keeps saying how he's going to get him back. And the current brings him back to the island where all of a sudden. just so bored of this like pathos with them. Like the only bonus to it. And this is actually really funny that you said at the beginning. I'm like, the only bonus is that we got a bunch of Sawyer in it. But like all the Michael pathos just was not worth it. He's just not that interesting of a character. Like his motivations are kind of shitty. His wife's super hot or his baby mama's super hot. But outside of that, like, I don't really want to know any more about his backstory. See, I kind of do. I kind of, I kind of enjoyed it. To be honest with you, just because there's so much, there's so much unknown between Michael and Walt and, and who they are and why they became where they're at. I just, I want to know more actually. Okay. Daz, what are your thoughts? I, I like I like Michael's story a lot. I think this is one of the more interesting backstories. Okay, All interesting. Right, along on this one, then. Jess, what are your thoughts? Well, I think it really kind of gives you a, an idea of why their relationship is so fractured right now, uh, or is it it's start it's starting to get better, and uh, but why you know they've had such a rough go on the island between the two of them, uh, like it's really kind of fallen into place. I guess I just don't care. All right. Like, so, I get it. He's shitty dad. All right. Going <laughs> around. Cool. So but, I guess uh, that uh, takes us to. Well, uh, before you do that, uh, one more thing. Um, I don't know. Did anybody else catch the uh, the the logo on the shark? No. Huh? The logo. There's the, the, the Dharma shark. logo on the tail of the shark. Like you see uh, it. Fly- you see you see it swim by and it's got the it's got that logo that we've been seeing all over the place on it did not catch that did not see that either nice good good call that's why we how do you explain that every time you were in your pay jess i pointed out to you (laughs) yeah yeah without spoiling anything how do you explain that it is explained it it absolutely is so don't worry about that okay so it's like Dr. Evil. Yes, he needs freaking shark. sharks with freaking lasers on their heads. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then they find Jin finally, and he's yelling, others, others, others. And we see this group of people coming out from wherever they are. Keith, who are these people and are they the others? Well, the first thing, and again, this is, this is me um, saying it's unrealistic, but the fact that they, of all the place on the island, they happen to swim up on the beach right there where Jen is and stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's also a little. Well, I the mean, tide, I'm sure, is taking Jen to the same place that it took them. But he looks like he'd already been tied up for a minute. Yeah. And uh, who are the others? Uh, apparently, they're the people that are coming. Well, to so are those ass. people the others? Well, he said the others, the others. Okay. Yeah. Just funny because if you had the subtitles on, it said udders, like cow udders. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I, I had the subtitles on. And I think I did. I, you I you caught yeah. that too? Yeah. I thought that was yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. So let me ask you this. So we know that the guy driving the boat in the finale's name is Mr. Friendly. And then we know we see Ottawale, whatever, uh, is Mr. Oh, Echo. Know that guy's name is Mr. Friendly. Yeah, it's in a well. It did okay. Yeah, I that Captain Captain Rapey Pirate's name. Yeah, it's Mr. Friendly, Friendly. Oh, and we know that that giant, that sounds like a real rapist name. Ottawale, like so whatever. That's we know his story. name is Mister Echo. Is there a reason why these guys are all Mister? Like, is, are they a religious cult? Is that is that why they're all Mister? Ah, oh, bro, they're just formal. Okay, so we're we all agree that this these guys are the others. Yeah, and I'm think I'm starting to think now that this other company that um, I'm going to go into who they are and, and what I think they're there for. Uh, apparently, there was uh, something nuclear is what I'm thinking is is where the sickness is. But whatever company that is terrorizing the island, that guy used to work for, and that's why he's 
bunker down protecting himself. And I think these people probably either worked for them or they were infected. And that's who he's trying to protect himself from. So is that the point that you wanted to share before? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it's just like a 28 days later, like they get infected and they're like, they're now kind of like zombified. Like Not really zombified. Not really yeah. zombified, but it could just be that they were um, um, tested. Like this company was doing um, some type of a genetic test. Right. Mm. And, and they, um, they changed these people enough that they're now um, maybe, maybe they eat people is because uh, this is what, not that they're zombies, but they're just genetically they changed. They just run somehow. around taking boys. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Gonna have to take your boy. But there's some reason why he's protecting himself from these people because he's he, he doesn't want them to find him. Well, maybe he was a boy and he didn't want to be uh, raped by Mr. Friendly. Well, we do know well, that he I'm was sure a he man was a off the island because yeah. he knew Jack, kind of. Jack points it out again <laughs> saying, you... Yeah, so are we going to have more background on that story? Not really. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. It's, um, just, a, it's just a coincidence. It's, really? You know what it is, Fuge? What is it? He's it's happenstance. Fucking happenstance. <laughs> well, you know what's not happenstance, guys? The shark. We don't know it died. It's got one little handgun bullet. It's a fucking shark. It looked like it was it, shot in the head. I, bro, those sharks take bite worse, uh, bites worse than that on a daily basis. I don't have anyone else that could possibly be dead. We know that Jin's alive. I guess that's a good thing. It's a mechanical shark. It can't die. There you go. Even worse. So let me ask you a question, Jesse. Um, yeah, all I have is the shark. We don't know that he's dead or not, but I like the song and I like this segment. So we're going to go with it. Mr. Shark, have a good day. We can go back to Walt's mom. Yes. Michael's credibility in the depot. His lawyer's <laughs> law degree. Yeah. <laughs> law career. Um, all right. So, Jesse, uh, let me ask you. I don't know. I didn't notice this or not, but um, did uh, Keith, you didn't notice. You didn't look at the credits. Did you? The opening credits? I mean, I saw him flashing by, but you, but you didn't re- you didn't down. notice a name no. on there out of the ordinary. No. no. Was that name in the opening credits, Jesse? In this yeah, episode, yeah, it's been there since. Uh, no, I know the episode. name is in there, but was that person in this episode? Nope. Okay, I didn't think so because they weren't listed in the li- list of people that weren't in the episode. I don't think. Hold on, let me look real fast since I got this page open. Actually, um, yeah, I think that that was part of the like people who were billed that didn't didn't uh, appear. Because they are not listed as uh, not appearing in the episode. So I wonder if they were in uh, the... No, there's been one appearance by that character so far. Uh, okay. So, we don't have to go there, but... Uh, yeah. Do you guys know, not Keith, Daz, and Future, who the other person added to the opening credits are? Didn't catch it. Okay. I don't know. Okay, I imagine we'll see them. Is this a character's name or an actor's name? I don't want to answer that. Well, it's credit. So. Well, yeah. I mean, it's an actor's name. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. So don't look. Forget. Forget we said this, Keith. All right, I'm going to be watching the next episode now. <laughs> Dottie's going to be like, we're going to watch the next episode. Like, nope, not till next week. She's going to be mad at us. So, all right, guys. Well, that is episode two, season two, Adrift. Jesse, I just want to see this whole episode. I just kept thinking, how did I not know about the deleted Sawyer scenes? Like, is anything like, has there been a script leak? Anything? No, there's been uh, like set photos that, that kind of hit the internet uh, with the, the, the actress that was cast. And who was the actress? It was Jolene Blaylock. She was in uh, one like one of the the newer Star Trek shows, and um, but she uh, so she was kind of the the female role opposite Sawyer. And there's been photos, and then there's an interview with Carlton Cuse where he said that uh, you know that they just from a a conception, uh, you know the the story did not work and so they they scrapped it and it's the only time that they've ever done it in the whole show 
and it won't be on a DVD because it, it, it wasn't, you know, it just didn't work. So it's not something that they're ever going to put out there. Hmm. I, I would love to see it as now someone that loves, you know, deleted content. I think it's time release the, uh, the read the Sawyer. Yeah. The, the, what's your name? Jolene cut. We need the Jolene cut of this episode. Yeah. But you I just think call it the like, Snyder cut. Did you hear? Wait, did you just say the Jolene? <laughs> no, I did not. No. So Kevin Smith has been trying to get Jersey girl released. The, he's got a director's cut of it and he's, he's been pitching it as Jersey, uh, Jersey girl, the Snyder cut, Kevin Smith, Snyder cut. So he's like, don't, they're not budging on that. That'd be funny. Wait, wasn't Jersey girl like fucking unwatchable? Uh, what was Jersey? Girl? It, it's yeah, Ben Affleck and Liv uh, Tyler. Now, do you remember, Jess, when we were in Vegas, bringing it all full circle? Um, was the first trait uh, the first poster for that movie that we saw? Um, with Bam J Lo right in the center of it, build above the title like it was her movie. And uh, after Benifer, was that their their name? After they broke up, yeah. he he pretty much buried. JLo because she was supposed to die in that movie like she did but they were going to make you think it was a Ben Affleck JLo movie um Geely, and then Geely 2 was the first thing or Geely was the first thing that killed that movie and then they broke up and kind of they waited like nine months or a year to release that film something like that but we saw the original poster of it I remember I could picture it it was a a standee. Do you remember this, Jess? I have no recollection of this. Whatsoever. It was just in a hallway where they had a bunch of movie standees, and I was all excited. I remember excited. that hallway, but I don't remember, like, Jer- Jersey Girl did not stick in my mind for any reason. And no one's mind. That's <laughs> but it was, it was cool because I was waiting. I was a big, huge, I mean, I still am a huge Kevin Smith fan, but I was really excited about Jersey Girl at the time, and it was the first images we saw of it, and it was a up the movie poster and yeah, it was Ben Affleck and JLo top two top billing. I don't even know if Liv Tyler was billed above the title at the time. So, well guys, that is episode two of season two adrift. Um, I'm excited. Keith, where are you at on this? You still loving it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm just waiting for um, the next, um, I guess death. So hopefully that comes soon. Yeah. Well, next week we got an all timer episode. Do oh, do we? Yeah, I don't know what, what next week is, but I, I orientation. Ah, is this yeah. is this the best episode in TV history? No, I'm saying it's yeah. an all timer as far as loss goes. Yeah. All right. Well, then, uh, yeah. yeah. Spoiler alert: next week's important. And by important, it's one of the best episodes of Lost, according to Jesse. And heck, he uh, he killed it with two times today. So has Jesse yeah. ever led us astray? I think not. I think he has not. definitely been uh, uh, well informed. You know, if only he would have said, "Hey, idiot, take your uh, take your debit card out of the <laughs> the ATM machine. You'll have way more fun in Vegas." Yeah, that's the only that's the only complaint I have against you, Jess. Yeah, but then you, you wouldn't learn a lesson. So. You know, nowadays nowadays they um, don't give you money until you take your car. I know. That's People how like I you. think that's how yeah, this whole they, yeah, they, that's like, how this whole conversation shit, started yeah. with with uh, my boss at work and Jesse. Um, I think it's how it started. We're talking about you guys and how pulling the card out. So anyway, we will see you guys next week. Orientation. Uh, love you guys. Bye. Yeah. Peace. Yeah.